0: other so like what is this down d- bounty
1: i didn't oh, launder, i didn't launder them i just <laughs> watched the <laughs> dish detergent <laughs> well you don don yeah I, I called it down He down. did downy is a thing
0: downy is a thing there it is <laughs> the two of them yes fused hello everyone welcome to super duper stitches paranormal podcast where we uh criticize the creepy and deconstruct the uh oh, there's nothing against the d i can think of the the dreadful.
1: Oh, yeah, there we go. There it is. And um,
0: and have fun while doing it. Yes. There it is.
1: <laughs> I can't think of anything else alliterative.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? That last was totally alliterative. <laughs> I'm Jake. I'm Wyatt. And yeah, we're a couple of sciencey guys
1: like to talk about
0: spooky stuff. That's right. <laughs> um, so we are, I mean, as best as I can tell. You seem
1: to be on board some kind of, I mean, have we identified it yet? Can we get into the realm of just... FO now. I
0: think we are in a flying object. Okay. Yes. So
1: yeah, where we last left off, things got kinda weird. On the bright side, best Wi Fi I've ever had.
0: It's crazy Wi Fi.
1: But yeah, I guess we'll try and continue with the episode as normal anywhere else, we'll see how the things
0: go for a <laughs> while.
1: I, <don't>
0: <laughs> I feel in good health. I don't know how you're feeling.
1: I don't know, there are gaps in my memory from like, you know, we've been here for a week now. Have you not had the um
0: the sort of green stew
1: i got the gray
0: stew oh shit i saw a tray of the gray stew but i did not try that okay
1: so you're missing out man damn (laughs) speaking of ufos a quick update on those weird tall creepy uh humanoids i talked about back in episode 10 are these the The weird pale yeah four-legged yes now, those were just creatures in the woods and stuff people saw, but we did get a report um, this past week from the National UFO Reporting Center uh, that happened to report on something sounding very similar. Are you fucking
0: kidding me right um, now? Oh it my happened, God. I think
1: it was reported on the 18th. It happened on the 9th. So I'll just read. It's a pretty short report. It's, 2018? That's correct. Ugh. Uh, so here's a quote. Please keep me anonymous. We just want to know if we are safe. My son and sister witnessed a creature at 3.20 in the morning while letting the dog out. They came in running and screaming. They said the thing was seven to eight feet tall, gray-green, elongated head, no genitals, and when they startled it, it ran at an impossible speed, covering over 150 feet in two seconds and was out of sight. Oh, we're all scared and wanted to, uh, wanted someone to know.
0: Again, with the genitals. I just <laughs>
1: have to say it. Somehow, that's like the first thing people seem to look at. <laughs> They're like, <gasps> terrifying, weird thing I've never seen in my life. Does it have? This is the third creature I've <laughs> covered where someone... I guess it's, like, it's maybe the same as the <laughs> other one, but the third <laughs> instance of someone looking... Uh, seeing a weird creature and then wanting to see what it had downstairs.
0: Man, oh man. I, I mean... Spooky though, holy yes, moly! Oh, for sure, Creep Town. So I was pleased Specifically, to see. the fact that it doesn't have genitals. Everything else is pretty tame. Yeah, no, that sounds pretty standard. <laughs> standard weird creature. But we, yeah, uh, you know, we spent the last two weeks talking about extraterrestrials,
1: encounters with them, sightings, all the different kind of yes, stuff indeed. to go with that, and it, and it really. Uh, elaborate two week long deep dive
0: a super duper stitious special report that's correct
1: (laughs) so we thought we might go back into a a different spooky direction now with uh, some more look at supernatural
0: stuff the haunted experiences of some families yes i think we both have family tales today i believe we do and would you like to kick us off sure I do appreciate all of the beer access we have while on board this thing. It's true, yes. I did not expect them to have so much beer
1: up here. (laughs) It makes up for the amount of stuff they've... stuck in us
0: yeah i have to say uh my skin looks riddled um i fortunately don't remember any of these things happening but you do have a lot of just scoops taken out of you yes scoop there they all are unfortunately <laughs> is the uh, thing i'll have to be saying how dare you laugh at my weird injuries <laughs> anyway you, you so to
1: start out with i have a story of a family's haunting as we said this is tire adapt this a term <laughs> wow This entire account, I haven't even started it, I'm already (laughs) off the rails. This entire account is adapted from Lana J. Brock's blog, and specifically from a post of hers called Growing Up in a Haunted House, which we will link to. Growing Up in a Haunted House, alright, cool. Yes. Lana is a paranormal investigator, influenced largely by her spooky experiences growing up. Naturally. Uh, This story of hers was featured on the sci-fi show Paranormal Witness. But Lana hmm. was dissatisfied with the level of embellishment and general TVifying of the show.
0: Uh-huh. She gave
1: the full account on her blog, unadulterated and um, in her own words. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm adapting all this from that. So it began in 1970 when uh, Roger and Anne Brock bought the house located at 2220 North Armstrong Street, Kokomo, Indiana. By 1978, the family grew to consist of Roger and Anne and in descending order of age, twins Lisa and Lana... Again, Lana is the author of this account. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mary, Roger Jr., and James. Damn. They they also had a dog named Sam. Uh, All right. This was the year that things started to get weird. The Brocks were a devout Baptist family, however, and the kids were fairly young, so they didn't know how to bring things up to their parents, and it was pretty taboo religiously to talk about such things
0: anyway. So weird shit going on in the house. Kids don't really know how to be like, hey, mom, dad, I think a ghost attacked me
1: kind of stuff. Yeah, just kind of keeping it to themselves, Uh at least among the the kids. So it all began, naturally, with sounds of footsteps in empty rooms. All right. Uh, Lana noticed this first, along with cold spots in those same rooms. Classic. Classic. Uh, Classic. Especially uh, most of the activity happened in this one back room. ...of the house. Ugh. they had When they bought the house, it was a bungalow-style house. I think it's all one level. Uh, okay. They added onto it and added some bedrooms and stuff. They did convert part of the attic space to become a bedroom. Oh, uh, that's not creepy. Yeah. So, uh, Lana only really paid a mind to any of this weird stuff when one day, while washing dishes alone in the kitchen, she noticed some flitting white lights out of the corner of her eye. Hmm. Quote, the light not only traveled from behind me, which apparently was coming down the stairs and flying into the kitchen and dissipating... But it was also coming somewhere from the kitchen ceiling and racing up the stairs. I Whoa. saw it this many times.
0: That sounds so disorienting.
1: Yeah. I was very afraid to face it and look at it head on. I was alone in the house that day. I tested the wooden shutters to see if any of the light from the blowing trees outside was causing this effect. Right. And while there was a light effect on the shutters and on the sink in front and on the table, this light did not go to the wall or ceiling. The light from the shutter was angled downward, not upward, as I was seeing. Hmm. The light was a soft, powdery white color. It was misty, yet thick. It was quick and made no sound. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Um, That night, Lana decided to wait in the kitchen to see if the same light effect was visible in the dark. Mm. Quote, it streamed so quickly from the attic and into the kitchen and dissipated into the ceiling of the kitchen. It was not as misty when looking at it head on. It was almost like a distorted bit of light. Right. As the movement of the light was so fast, it made it blurry to my sight as I tried to define it. So even when the sun was no Whoa. longer out and shining through those um, shutters, uh, she still saw this light effect at night. Right.
0: Oh, that's weird. Uh, and and I, I'm guessing it's just a continuous kind of cycle, or is she just like she
1: didn't really s- specify if it was like over and over again happening, right. or just like you just kind of randomly in
0: from just, just waiting to and see stuff, it, and but, oh there it goes, oh there it goes. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: From this point onward, she felt like something bad was in the house. There just felt to be this kind of dark weight hanging over everything. I see. Uh, Lana shared a room with her younger sister, Mary, and her twin, Lisa. Mary, Mary! (laughs) Lana and Lisa slept in a bunk bed, with Lana's being the bottom bunk. Uh, One hot summer night in 1982, Lana decided to try sleeping on the floor in front of a box fan to stay cool. She was 15 Mm. at this point
0: premium choice i love a box fan when i go to bed i i typically use a pedestal
1: fan so that you can have it up at
0: the same level as the bed oh yes yeah i usually have to stack shit up under the box fan Although maybe there's nothing... a second box fan to stack it up actually Ooh, yeah, there you go. It. nothing quite beats a good window
1: fan this, on
0: like cool summer oh, nights though a oh, little man. sort of squat rectangular ones yeah they just think like you
1: close the window right onto them and then they just <sighs> Yeah, nothing like whirring noises.
0: That should just (laughs) good old white noise puts uh, me right out.
1: When I was a baby, apparently I could not fall asleep without the vacuum running. Oh. And I had a lot of like, uh, wow, I was, I had a lot of like intestinal issues when I was a baby. Hmm. And so I like really couldn't sleep unless my parents just had a vacuum running. Wow. So they burned through several oryx just to get me to sleep. When oh. I was a baby. But their floors were fucking clean. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> this sucks the carpet off of the floor. <laughs> so she's, right. she's trying to sleep on the floor in front of a fan, trying to stay cool. Started to hear knocking and clawing sounds on the walls and ceilings. And then eventually the sound of shuffling footsteps approaching her from behind and the feeling of someone being there in the room with her. Oh, my God. She was freaked out and didn't dare to turn around and look. Naturally. Naturally. Quote, then suddenly I felt a rippling wave effect from under my body as if the floor had moved. Or worse yet, my body had moved. So she Spider-Man jumped up to the top bunk and hid under the covers with her now pretty confused sister (laughs) um, and just wouldn't tell her what had happened because she just wanted to hide there for the rest of the night. Right. Uh, Another strange incident involved the dog, Sam. One night, the family awoke to a loud crash and found that one of the uh, panes of glass in the large French window of the back room had somehow shattered. Mm. The dog was also missing. It wouldn't turn up for two days, at which point he walked into the yard with a bloody leg from having apparently crashed through the window. Uh Less than a week later, it happened again, also in the middle of the night. Whoa. Having figured out what happened before, the family all knew what was happening this time, and once they heard the sound, they all rushed out after him and found him, bleeding from a number of cuts, trying to climb over the fence and out of the yard. Whoa. So Lana was very concerned because, A, this is clearly not not very good for a dog, yeah. Uh, and B, he was the only thing that made her feel safe while in the house. Oh, she felt man. like he was
0: protecting her. Sound like the dog got scared.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sam would do this two more times. Whoa. Uh, so four times he crashed through the window out of the house. Damn, different
0: um, windows or the same room. Same window. Same room. I would maybe window. put a fucking screen on that after the one well, or they, two times. Yeah,
1: they put um they replaced the glass panes that he broke with plastic and he just kept crashing through oh. different glass panes. <laughs> Oh oh they broke four different glass panes, <laughs> getting all caught up and stuff. Um, Poor dog. Yeah, after the fourth time he did it, and Lana's mother um, had had him taken to the animal shelter. They just they gave him away. They said, "Okay, he's yeah, right, a little too much trouble." Right. Yeah. So other things that happened: uh, two different people from different areas of the neighborhood independently suggested that a woman had been murdered in the house, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> what you want to hear when you live in a house? Yeah. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, glad <laughs> well, to know about that. <laughs> uh, one of these instances Was during a yard sale In 1981 A lady came up to them uh, Pointed to the back room Where all this weird stuff Had been happening oh, And said That was where her sister Had been murdered
0: oh, uh,
1: Lana was too creeped out At the
0: time That was where Her the lady who Approached them Her sister had been her murdered. Her sister yes Damn
1: Yeah Why would you show up At that house <laughs> I mean, I guess that she just still lived in the neighborhood or something, and then. <laughs> but also, like, how do you? Why would you casually walk up and say? Oh, hey, see, by that, the way, yeah, my sister got murdered there.
0: Isn't that crazy? And anyway, then just walk away. Can I get five dollars off like, this lady, fucking you, cushion,
1: yeah, <laughs> lady? If you're not gonna buy anything, go away yeah. with your murder stories. <laughs> Take your
0: fucking scary stories and go. So
1: Lana was um. I guess this was she was probably 14 at the time. She was too creeped out at the time to dig deeper. But years later, she tried to find out about it. There are no police records that offer any answers. But when her mom finally got in touch with the guy who sold them the house, who by this point was quite old, he was like, oh, yeah, I think I maybe heard something like that. It sounds maybe familiar. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, now that you mention it. (laughs) So I guess that was a time when people didn't really
0: give a shit about murder. Yeah, I don't know. 70s were weird. The 70s were weird. Also, (laughs) isn't it strange how many, maybe you noticed this too, I certainly did earlier, how many of these watermark haunting stories come out of the 70s? Oh, yeah. That what was a big fuck? time for haunting, so I do feel like there was a lot of sort of pop yeah, psychosis.
1: Yes, <laughs> like some kind of just culturally, that was a thing that people were into at the time. What right. like kind of like you think about Ouija boards in the late 19th century? Yeah, true enough. That was all the rage. Right. It's, I mean, it's still a thing now, but it's kind of died
0: off. But it's not like in the news or whatever. Yeah. All right, Karen. To learn sorry.
1: more about Ouija boards, go to episode yes, three.
0: Indeed, <laughs> she's in the walls,
1: baby. <laughs> Visiting friends would also get freaked out and not want to ever come back. Uh, One girl tried to spend the night but ended up leaving early because she said she could hear a woman screaming, help me, from the ceiling of the bedroom. Hmm. Uh, She stayed close friends with the girls well afterward, but never ever set foot inside the house again. Fair enough. God, you have a weird (laughs) screaming house. I don't really think I want to go there. I was
0: able to sleep through the first couple hours of it, but (laughs) But I was like, this is just... It's just annoying. It's more annoying than anything. (laughs) Uh,
1: Lana's twin, Lisa, said that she had seen a little girl in the house on multiple occasions. But any time she turned to look at her directly, she would vanish. One evening in 1984, Lana was going to bed and had sat up to turn off her lamp, only to hear scratching at her window. Quote, I drew back the curtain and screamed loudly as I saw a pale, white, sickly face of what looked like a man, but not a man. It had white, pale skin, greenish yellow eyes and red on the outside, and ugly teeth. Oh my god. Did she run into one of those night creeper things? (laughs) Sounds kind of like it. Oh my god. In an interview describing the event for Paranormal Witness, Lana would describe it thusly It looked like a man, quote, except it wasn't a man, it was (laughs) a dark creature of some kind, end quote. Describing it as looking wet and dripping. Oh my god! So not something you want to see when you first open your curtain and it's just right there outside your window. Oh my gosh! <laughs>
0: oh my gosh!
1: Lana screamed, as one would when such a horrible thing is just there looking at you. <laughs> uh, Anne and yeah, Roger actually. came running in and they called the police, who found right. no sign of anyone having been outside. Okay, there are no footprints by the window, and no sign of forced entry through their locked gate. They kept the, there's a uh, they had a fence around their yard and a locked gate. No indication that anyone had, you know, forced their way in or even physically been there. So, you yeah, know, spooky. A little bit spooky. Yeah. One Sunday in 1984, the family was coming back from church at about one in the afternoon, and they couldn't open the front door. It wouldn't budge. Mm. So Roger sent Roger Jr. around the back of the house to break <laughs> in through a window and let the family in. Do
0: you think his kid was like, Roger, Roger? What's your vector,
1: Victor. <laughs> uh, what he found was that the front door had been barricaded by two gigantic heavy bookshelves from the far side of the room. Hmm. The bookshelves were so tall that they had had to wedge them into place between the ceiling and floor when they first put them in. So they were like,
0: really stuck in oh, there once damn, they built them. Oh, damn, yeah, like you're not moving those things. Yeah,
1: and so sure enough, when they saw they had been moved, there were streaks of wood stain on the ceiling, indicating they're having to be moved with force to end what up on the, the door. What fuck? Uh, additionally, all of the books had ended up somehow on the opposite side of the room from where the shelves were. So, like it. piled up then or something? Just kind of just strewn about, but okay. not, not next to the shelves. were so right. Over on the other side of the room. Damn. Uh, From then on, Roger Sr. no longer dismissed the stories his children were telling each other. He now believed the house to be haunted by a demon. Oh, And his take was, again, they're a very religious family, so he's saying, demons can't read your thoughts, but they can hear what you say. Don't talk about the demon in the house. It'll only make it more, it'll provoke it more. If we don't talk about it, maybe it'll go away. Yeah, right. Like, thinking we just, like just it, kind of ignore it. Let's leave it be. It's, Don't provoke It's, this it's thing. getting a kick out of... Uh, of Fucking of, with our shit Yeah, here. so if we, if we ignore it, it'll... it'll right. Yeah. Um, another incident occurred on a weekend afternoon in 1985. Lana, Lisa, and their brother James were in the living room with the TV off. James wanted to borrow Lisa's roller skates, but was having trouble tying them and wanted help. She did not want him wearing them and knelt down to untie the laces, at which point, quote, From under the house, we heard a loud, grumbling growl. It was so loud that we could feel the floor vibrate against our feet All of us stood up in fear saying Did you hear that? What was that? Oh my god The noise was a loud, bellowing growl It was a voice groaning loudly from under the house End quote Oh man Roger Jr. even heard it from the other room Uh, So the kids all rushed out of the house and waited on the street for their parents to come home. Yep, good call. In 1987, Lana was 19 and about to be married, which meant that if nothing else, she would finally move out of the creepy house. (laughs) Uh, One night while lying in bed, she started to feel as though someone was in the room with her. Quote, I heard a slight crackling noise and then a huff. I closed my eyes and shut them as tight as I could. I didn't dare open them. I grabbed my blanket and pulled the blanket up over my head and pulled it tight. I knew something was out there. I knew it was coming closer. I felt the pressure of something hovering above me. Oh, my God. Just knowing I could feel its presence pressing down upon me terrified me. I wanted to scream, but I chose not to. After lying frozen in fear for a while there, I decided to look. And very slowly and cautiously, I began to lower the sheet. Oh, my God. I took a gulp of air and held it in. Then I squinted my eyes and looked in the darkness above me. And there I saw it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> was, everyone's at some point been asleep or like trying to sleep and had the feeling of something in the room with them. Like, exactly, man. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I'd be facing, I'd be facing the wall, and I feel like something was coming up behind me. And you wrap up in the blankets. You don't want to look. No, you don't want to. You, you don't want to see. Yeah, or if anything else, you want to make you sure you have turn a fucking of, light some on some or something plan to quickly turn on the light and then look. But yeah, you don't just turn around. You just. You freeze up. Oh. And if you do, when you do look, you don't see something. You never see
0: something. No, Something's exactly. Actually there. It's just exactly. You're like, I was psyching myself out yes. hardcore.
1: Not in this case.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. Exactly. Well, that's. Okay. Carry on. Uh,
1: <sighs> and there I saw it. It was a dark, solid mass, darker than the darkness around it. I didn't know what it was and tilted my head a little, trying to discern it. But then I saw the red eyes. No. I saw what looked like red, lighted up dots in the hovering mass above me. She screamed, pulled the blanket back over her head, and stayed that way for the rest of the night. Turn a light on! Yeah, I, d- I, don't, I don't know. She was just too freaked out to even, like, try and move from her spot, so she just oh. hid out the blankets. Uh, this would be the last night she ever spent alone in that room. Yeah. Holy crap. Where was her room? Was
0: hers the back room?
1: Uh, so, they... they they shuffled around as the kids got older so like for a while she and her two sisters lived in the same room together she bunked with her twin man um, oh man by this point I can't remember who was where but this was I, this might have been the back room because that was used as a bedroom sometimes mm-hmm. probably that's what the, what it was I, I have to check again uh, later like some different time that same year 1987 after Lana had gotten married and moved out she got a call from her mother who was frantic uh, and said that she had been cleaning the back room the same one where the dog had repeatedly smashed through the window and <laughs> It, and I think maybe the same one where this black mass had floated over um, over Lana's head, and a large, heavy framed photo had lifted off of a dresser and come crashing over her head. Okay. Uh, the glass shattered all around her, but not exactly on her. She said. Huh. Uh, she said she was only uh, she only felt the pressure on her head where it made contact, but somehow no pain or injury to that part of her head. There, she was, however, bleeding quite a bit, but there was no glass in her scalp. Uh, she was kind of she said she felt like she was being protected to a certain extent (laughs) as far as when that happened oh I got were bad lacerations (laughs) on my head (laughs) (laughs) additionally the lights in the house would flicker on and off a lot and even more so if they ever talked about the entity out loud further still the portion of the house that the Brocks had added on when they moved in was now sinking into the ground there had Hmm. been no flooding or other environmental changes to the area to Hmm. account for it it was just sinking and only on the side of the house that wasn't the original um, and Roger, Roger Senior kept adding, like, just trying to put fill underneath the foundation to keep it from going down. Right. And they'd had the house for, let me just check when they bought it. They'd had the house for, for <laughs> uh, at this point, they had the house for about <laughs> um, ten years, uh-huh. and so it wasn't like it was settling like you'd expect the house to do after. Yeah, being fairly new, right. it was just starting to sink for some reason. right? Uh, in 1989, Roger Jr. was sleeping in a sectioned off area of the attic, the one they had made into a bedroom. For whatever reason, there was a hole in the drywall uh, that opened to the old rest of the attic. Just so you, you can always just have that black gaping maw of <laughs> of old attics staring at you anytime. Um, <laughs> one night, through that hole in the wall, quote, came a shining, flowing light of blue, purple, and green. Ooh. The light hovered above him. He saw a shape of something like a human with a face and eyes. The eyes were bright and not human. The colors of the entity changed several times right before his eyes, end quote. Okay. He started to panic, just like Lana did when the shadow thing had hovered over her. In retelling it since then, he was really panicked when it happened, but he'd kind of calmly retell it and insist that that was exactly how it had happened Right, him. right. Similarly, Roger Sr. had repeatedly seen an entity in a green light zooming around above him in the living room when he would lay down there. Weird. It, quote, looked like a creature. On one occasion, he was napping what? on the couch and awoke to the sensation of it scratching its fingers on his legs. Oh, <laughs> like that shit. <laughs> uh, at one point, Roger Jr. and a visiting Lisa, after she, like, um, at this point it's just uh, Roger Jr. and James who were living there. The girls have all gotten older and moved out. I see. Um, Lisa was visiting, and the two of them tried to communicate with the entity. Roger hung a heavy padlock from the doorknob of the room where the dog had gone nuts, that same back room, right. and where the large photo had smashed over Ann's head. Uh, and asked the demon to move the padlock if it was present. The padlock, of course, then swung back and Ugh. forth. Other other stuff. Let's see. Uh, apparently, there is a photo of James on the front steps of the house that they took, and in it, Roger Jr. can be seen sitting in the living room, and there are two glowing eyes above him. What? But I couldn't find that photo anywhere. So Wait.
0: What's, kind of, what?
1: What? 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 So, and the mother took a photo of James while he was out on the front steps of the house, and through the window you can see roger jr sitting in the living room and above him there are some glowing eyes once james and roger jr were old enough and moved out and roger senior were eager to bail as well and move to an apartment as soon as they could uh things were just not good in there when they were alone they didn't want to still be there in this blog post there weren't any specific indications of it but in like a separate interview thing that was kind of quotes from the tv show uh lana apparently said that other stuff had happened to her father like um he was sitting at the table and Anne was looking at him, and he was starting to act strange, and his hands started shaking, and suddenly the ceiling caved in on him. What? Uh, which seems like a pretty big thing to omit. So I'm That's thi- like a huge. I'm assuming probably it was like oh some like you know plaster or something fell down, and it was still, just like oh yeah. weird. They like he wasn't injured, but it was still like oh they were pretty freaked out after. Did he just have lacerations on his head? <laughs> yeah, he was bleeding a lot, but he seemed like it was fine. <laughs> so he felt like he was pretty safe in spite of. The, yeah. <laughs> No, so I'm not really sure how much of that, how Mm -hmm. much more stuff happened, but it was enough for them to want to move out as soon as the kids were gone. Naturally. So once they moved out, they rented out the house to some tenants for a short while, but none of them stayed for very long. Mm -hmm. One of these tenants had two dogs, and one of those dogs also went nuts and smashed through the same window as the Brock's
0: dog No shit! Yep. That's almost the creepiest detail of all for me, for some reason.
1: So uh, no one else rented the place after that, and it remained vacant for a while. In two thousand one, a guy who lived two doors down snuck over and set fire to the empty house, doing <laughs> substantial damage. Holy shit! Uh, he called the police afterward to report the fire. Like he um, oh, uh, he set the there's fire, a fire. Set the fire. Went to like a restaurant, and then called the police. Said, hey, there's a fire. Right. Uh, it turned out that they were actually on the lookout for a serial arsonist in that very area. So. Oh,
0: bad timing, buddy. Yeah.
1: When uh, questioned, the man claimed that a voice called to him from the back of the house and told him to burn it. Yikes. So it's, that's the kind of fun thing. It's like, okay, well, he's a guy who's clearly committing crimes and stuff, but also like, well, okay, well, there's also weird stuff happening in the house. Did he hear Who knows? What,
0: what to believe, yeah.
1: They did, I guess, have a couple of different... Um, this isn't like you know a Catholic kind of situation where you'd have a priest come in like to um, to exercise the house. With Baptists, I guess it's, a, like I said, a lot more taboo to say there's some, some kind of unearthly presence in your house because that's considered a bad thing, and if you have that partly your fault maybe. oh so it was like they really didn't want to talk about it. but they did bring people in to try and bless the house interesting it didn't help if anything it seemed to make the activity worse
0: yeah okay um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but other than
1: that they kept trying to keep it to themselves like it wasn't something they really advertised to neighbors a whole lot other than like you know the kids talking to their friends sure so it's not like this guy necessarily would have had the idea oh yeah that house is haunted i could claim that a voice told me to do it so who knows um who knows what his deal was right wondering you know what could possibly explain any of this stuff happening you know this is a woman who her whole blog is about her paranormal investigation stuff she does with her husband i think it's either husband or boyfriend now they are both paranormal investigators he's an, a demonologist um <laughs> they try to yeah try and do what paranormal investigators do as far as investigating sure. hauntings and find explanations or find some kind of remedy to it right um so she prides herself on on deconstructing things and understanding things. Like you're looking at, you know, when she was what was she like eleven or so when the weird kitchen stuff happened, the lights yeah, in the kitchen. Sure. And she even then tried to figure out, okay, are these lights from outside? No, it doesn't seem like it. Well, do they still happen at nighttime? Maybe it's like just just trying to still like look into what could be going on. So right, of course. If this is all what she described as having happened, it seems like it might be accurate. But at the same time, she's a grown-ass adult now. This is back in the 70s and 80s. Right. If you don't write it down immediately, you're going to definitely... There's um, going to be some, yeah. Stuff will change in your memory. Big fish story factor. Absolutely. And not even on purpose. like That just happens right. to absolutely everybody, no matter what. And you will 100% believe what you're saying is exactly true. Right. I mean, yeah, the mind is not infallible. so Yeah, it's quite the I, opposite. <laughs> I, yeah. So I think part of it may be just you know people in the family remembering things a little bit more exaggeratedly over time. And as they got freaked out, that definitely helped add to that. And then things I was thinking of, like, you know, Sam, the dog had initially been astray who they eventually took in. So that okay. could mean that you know, maybe he had some kind of mental illness they weren't aware of. Sure. But that doesn't account for the future tenant's dog's behavior. Like the that, that is a, very an eerie. Entire different, entirely different dog, different people, the same exact thing would happen in the same exact room, same window. That's, like,
0: perfect replication of... Yeah. <laughs> ugh, that is kind of weird.
1: As for the photo-smashing incident... In Lana's account for the blog, she just said that it had, like, just smashed over her head. <laughs> In the version that she told for the TV show, it said that it had come up off of the dresser and then down onto her head. Okay. So, like, part of me wonders if, you know, she was cleaning and, like, maybe bumped the dresser and it fell down onto her head. Right, right. And then as far as feeling no pain, could easily just be shock. Like, you know, especially if she's bleeding a whole oh, bunch. Oh, sure. Yeah, it could just be that that was an accident that happened that was, could have been worse and she lucked out. Yeah. So other than that, I don't know. I mean, the 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 weird like the loud rumbling growl from underneath the house That's and all weird. the and like the the biggest thing for like the dog part of it is really weird and the bookshelves. I like the bookshelves part a lot too. Yeah, true. Like, I, I it's really hard to uh, like imagine because they wondered if someone had broken in and fucked with them, but there right. was like um no sign of forced entry. Like they had to to get in. Roger Jr. had to break the back window. He tried to open it and actually broke the window and the frame. They replaced the entire window. To, to Damn, it was an old window. Yeah, so to try and force an entry without being able to get into the front door, mm-hmm. they had to fuck shit up. So, and that was like to have No so, signs of entry. Yeah, yeah, and so no signs of entry. And like if someone had somehow managed to get in the door and then locked it after they came in, right? Um, and barricade or whatever. Like, where did they go out if not you know, right. through the big like, breaking? So it's yeah, really, really strange.
0: Say someone did break in, though, like, that would help explain why the books were taken off the shelves first. Yeah. You know, if you're yeah, some in a different crazy spot supernatural where... thing, maybe you don't need to move the books. I don't know. <laughs> I'm making up rules now, I guess. Yeah, but it's also like, yeah, why,
1: huh. so much of it doesn't make sense in any strictly logical way, so who knows? Right. That's why the best, I mean, I do believe that these people had weird things happen that they couldn't explain. Right, right. But I also think that in most cases, like that we've said before... We don't necessarily believe in ghosts. That's like how do we talk about whether they're saying? Oh, I think it's untrue. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. I don't want to discount people's experiences because yeah, something something right. really scary happened. Like she's right. waking up and having something floating over you. Oh like, man!
0: You... Even if that was some kind of like half nightmare that she yeah, had, yeah, there could
1: be sleep paralysis. Like who right, knows? Right. But it's still like an awful experience.
0: It's terrifying. Totally. And ultimately, that's what it's going to boil down to is someone's personal experience. Yes. They had a haunting experience. Boom. So
1: I think the th- the thing that makes it interesting to me to try and explain, like, anyone can have their own things happen to them personally, but right. to have a family of multiple people have stuff they all share experiences they all have right. that are really
0: scary, that's where it becomes... There's some corroboration there. Yeah. Although, I guess you simultaneously have, like
1: priming each other more priming exactly
0: you know where one person's sort of better judgment might come in you have three others who are your close you know your family's telling you so you're gonna believe them yeah join me in believing in this and you're like uh okay you know you wouldn't even think about it maybe yeah um but anyway well my story is very much a similar tale Cool. In many ways. Um, but I will begin with a foreword on the fact that the Warrens become involved in this story. Fortunately, the Warrens. Fortunately, though, they do not play a very major role.
1: So this won't be a movie anytime soon?
0: It already has been made into a movie. God damn
1: it. <laughs> um. <laughs> What's the new one that's out now? Insidious, The Final Key, or something like that?
0: Uh, the final countdown. Final countdown.
1: I think the old woman who is in those movies is supposed to be um Elaine. Is it Elaine Warren? Oh, is it really? Is that her name? Uh, Lorraine. Lorraine. Uh, Lorraine Warren is supposed to be in those movies. Oh, um, yeah. So like, I see. they they write the book. The whole their whole thing is they find out about a haunting. People call them. They go in and say, oh, it's Wicked Haunted. Actually, it's worse than you thought it was. Right, exactly. And they make up additional stories to make it sound scarier. It's
0: demons. You need a
1: priest. It's always demons. They'll yeah try and get that involved. And then they will embellish like crazy, p- uh, publish a good book about it, get the right. book made into a movie, and get a deal for all like, um, you
0: know money from all of that. Right. And yeah, they're terrible. Ed and Lorraine. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing it since the 50s. Um, mm-hmm. Ed has since passed away. He passed away in 2006. But Lorraine is still out there.
1: It is the official stance of Super Duperstitious that fuck those people.
0: Yeah, they are pro-bullshit artists, although they are also, they've involved themselves in so many different cases that they've kind of like forced credentials onto themselves, you know? Yeah. And I think they're also the kind of like sideshow um, attraction that people who aren't being as scrutinous will just like buy immediately. Oh, for sure. Like out of hand. But yeah, the uh, 2013 film The Conjuring was based on the investigation into the Perron family and their haunted farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island. So this is known variously as the Harrisville haunting or the Perron family haunting. For what it's worth, the Warrens would say that their investigation of the Perrin family's haunting was their, quote, most intense, compelling, disturbing, and significant investigation in all of their career.
1: I feel like they said that about all of them.
0: Be that as it may.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense that this one would be, I think this was one of the first movies that they had made, other than the... um,
0: Amityville Horror?
1: Yeah, that was huge. I mean, they've made two versions of it now. Oh, shit. And have they made a version of The Conjuring prior to this? I don't think so. I think the first one was the one from a few years ago.
0: Right. Um, So Roger Perrin, his wife Carolyn, and their five children, Andrea, um, who sometimes referred to as Annie, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April, sort of suffered a decade of torture from spirits that occupied their, their home. And so, I will also just say that I have not seen The Conjuring, so deal with it.
1: That's with, what's his name, right? Yeah, that okay. guy. He was in more than one horror movie in like a year or two period. I got them both so mixed up. Uh, I have to look it up now. Sorry, he I played, can see his face. He actually played Ed Warren in one of, I think, probably this
0: movie. Yep, he did. Um, Patrick, Patrick Wilson, Wilson. That's the one.
1: Yeah, he was in that, and also, was it like the first Insidious movie? Or no, it was... um. Yeah, I think uh, you're
0: right, Insidious, and yeah. Insidious Chapter 2. There we go, yeah. That's and he was a where... Watchmen, that's where I remember him from.
1: Oh, right, he played um, Night Owl?
0: I think so, yes. You know, I think every time we run to the Warrens in any of the stories we dig up, we can say it's just another battle of the war on Warrens. <laughs> and we can also blame Patrick Wilson. Yeah, fuck you, Patrick Wilson. <laughs> You've done nothing wrong, but... All right.
1: <laughs> we are well off
0: the rails now. <laughs> Returning. <laughs> so the hauntings begin. Um, it was the winter of 1970 in Harrisville, Rhode Island. Uh, seeking to move their children to a quieter home life in the country, Roger and Carolyn Perrin purchased their dream home. Mm -hmm. The old Arnold estate was 200 acres in size and had been suggested as one of the original plantations in the area surveyed by colonist John Smith in 1680 and deeded to Roger Williams for the formation of the state of Rhode Island. That is one fact you can find on this story that is untrue. (laughs) Rhode Island itself is much farther north than Captain John Smith's explorations took him. Uh He went to Virginia, right? I think he was a Virginian, and uh, he had died 50 years before uh, 1680. (laughs) Already out to a great start. So, yeah, (laughs) the spurious facts, and that's kind of going to be my end cap for this, but anyhow, we'll take it on. That's really the only factoid that sticks out as a weird tack. It's located on Round Top Road in Harrisville, Rhode Island. Um, it's a 10-room, quote, lovely and charming country home and was built in 1736. So plenty of room for five kids and lots of land for them to play on and roam about. And all the ghosts. And uh, Yeah, plenty of room for a shitload of ghosts, which <laughs> is actually probably a good title for my story. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's a picture of it. Huh. Cool. Taken in 2016. <laughs> Nancy and Christine Perron sh- shared one room, Cindy and April another, and Andrea had a room all to herself. Except on nights when, as Dr- Andrea put it, the sisters, quote, came crawling into bed with her, trembling and crying in terror. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which, I mean, just makes me nostalgic for the times that I crawled into bed Uh, crying and trembling with terror when i was a child (laughs) with all your siblings (laughs) with all my siblings which were ghosts um so the parent family noticed something was weird from the first day that they moved in good sign it would later be learned that eight generations of families had lived and died in the old arnold estate Mm. Including Mrs. John Arnold Who at the age of 93 Hanged herself from the rafters of the barn Mm. Other unfortunate losses Of life included Several suicides Involving hangings and poisonings The rape and unsolved murder Of an 11 year old girl Two drownings In the creek located near the house and four men who mysteriously froze to death on the land.
1: That's a large number of people to have died in one area. So much death. Like when you find out that there's one possible murder in the house, like, oh, that sucks. I, didn't, I don't I want to know about that. And you have like, oh, yeah, a couple dozen people died here. They, under-
0: char- they charged the house right up, exactly. And apparently the previous owner advised them um, on the day that they moved into the house to, quote, Leave the lights on at night. Jeez.
1: Like, after, after selling it to them, though, they go, oh, by the way. Yeah, by you, the way. You do not want to be here. I should have probably <laughs> told you that sooner. Um,
0: yeah, no take backsies. Your house is haunted as fuck. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> at first, the ghosts that the family was interacting with were pretty harmless. If anything, they were kind of fond of them. They were described variously as opaque or somewhat solid in appearance, hmm. and there were many of them. Um, one ghost smelled of flowers, while another maternal figure would gently kiss the girls goodnight and tuck them into bed, apparently. Oh, so they're helping um, out around the house now. Yeah, you know, it's like these sort of nice house ghosts. <laughs> um, another appeared to be a small young boy that the girls would watch push toy cars around the room, sort of seemingly propelled by an invisible hand, but they knew that the, there was like this sort of boy-child hmm. ghost there. And you know, it's sort of like a playmate for them, yeah. so the tale goes. everyone's all totally on board with this. yeah, they're like super down with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's just our ghosts. This is fine. One apparition was so they say particularly welcome, which was uh, the parents would often hear sweeping noises coming from the kitchen, and when they would enter the room, they would find the broom had been moved to a different spot. Um, from where it had been with a neat pile of newly swept dirt in the middle of the floor.
1: I was kidding about the helping out around the house, but that's actually happening. They
0: legit actually did. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And I mean, who wouldn't want a ghost like that? Yeah. No perpetual vacuums required. (laughs) Another one was, quote, named Manny by the kids. He was believed to be the the spirit of Johnny Arnold, who had committed suicide by hanging himself in the attic um, in the 1700s. Lots of killing. So Uh,
1: this house is the place where people in general go to die. People apparently
0: just went there and killed themselves. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know what living in this house makes you want to do? (laughs) (laughs) Not be alive? Eat breakfast? Nope. Nope. Keep guessing. Um, So Manny would appear before the children, often standing nearby quietly, uh, watching them as they went about their daily activities with a, quote, crooked smile on his face, Mm. as if amused at the children's play. But if eye contact was made with him, he would withdraw from sight and just sort of vanish. Hmm. Sounds fun, right? Yeah. I mean, such such fun to hang out with kids that have spooky, crooked smiles.
1: <laughs> and watch you do your thing until you look at them and yeah. just kind of recoil.
0: In addition to this sort of cast of ghosts, the parents witnessed many odd and unexplained phenomena, some of which included beds that would levitate several inches off the floor, telephone headsets that would be hovering in the air and slam down onto the phone base when someone entered the room. Hmm. Various household objects would naturally glide about the house on their own. Um, Often chairs would be pulled suddenly from beneath an unsuspecting guest, and pictures would tumble from walls. On people's heads at all? No, yeah. No no head smashing, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, Or perhaps fortunately... And then some accounts are particularly kind of tough to believe. Apparently, the parents once reported seeing an orange ooze blood. Was it a blood orange? That's my wondering as well. (laughs) In that case, you guys just should have eaten that orange sooner. Um... (laughs) And a wall apparently dissolved into nothingness. And I just wonder if they try to repair it. Yeah, what do you like, do about that?
1: Okay, the wall's gone now. Shit.
0: I just uh, like... One of them really, really hated that wall. They finally knocked it down. The family was out there like, Yeah, dude, I just saw that shit vanish. <laughs> Don't look in the dumpster, though.
1: That if they start trying to rebuild the wall, like, well, what happens if it comes back while we're doing this?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: the wall came back!
0: The wall came back! <laughs> As you may have been awaiting... Some spirits were not so nice. Mm. So, along with Sweepy and Manny and Chair Chair Pully, some ghosts or entities would yank the girl's legs and hair during the middle of the night. Mm. Others would loudly bang the front door of the home with such force that the entire house would shake. One entity in the home routinely kept the family awake as it continually cried out in the night. Mama, mm. Mama, just like that.
1: <laughs> in your voice.
0: Hey, Mom. <laughs> While another apparition tortured Cindy by telling her over and over again, there are seven dead soldiers buried in the wall. I mean, at this point, that's lowballing, right? I'd be like, you sure there aren't eight dead soldiers buried <laughs> yeah. in the wall? And apparently, one of the spirits was so evil that the the surviving members of the parent family to this day will not disclose what it did to them. Hmm. Which is kind of ghoulish, um, although it has been alluded to that it is something molesty and creepy in nature.
1: Which in that once you get to that point, that sounds like a Warren invention to me. That's something they really like to add to their stories.
0: True enough. And in that same vein, this was a lot of this has been recounted through Andrea Perrin, who authored, I believe, two books on the experience it's like a it's a two-part series about their experiences in this house okay but she is adamant about the validity of her stories okay naturally i suppose whether whether she experienced them or not you kind of have to make a sale if it's fake yeah but i mean she is extremely um resolved so yeah when asked about this spirit during an interview she avoided the question and just told the reporter let's just say there was a very Uh, bad male spirit in the home Mm. so ghoulish yes very the baddest of them all was Bathsheba Sherman (laughs) of course known as Bathsheba the entity was thought to have been the ghost of Bathsheba Sherman uh, purported to have been a practicing Satanist and witch who had lived in the home in the early 19th century and died there after hanging herself from a tree behind the barn more suicide yep When witnessed as a spirit, Bathsheba is described as a vile, hideous creature with a face, quote, similar to a desiccated beehive covered in cobwebs (laughs) with no distinct features other than vermin crawling from crevices etched into the wrinkled skin of her face. Wow. Her head, round and gray, sat, quote, leaning off to one side as if her neck had been broken and an evil stench permeated the room <laughs> when she was present. Wow! Someone just like figured
1: out the ultimate way to uh, just slam her. They yeah, had they're like
0: fuck Bathsheba. <laughs> How can I describe her in the most devastating way possible? <laughs> She's like my head doesn't hang that far off to the side. <laughs> She's in the mirror, like, oh god, it does. <laughs> but I mean, I guess as extreme a description as that is. I would be freaked out if I saw that. Oh, for sure. Or smelled that. Or smelled an evil stench. Did somebody smell... <laughs> <laughs> it ain't just stinky. It's evil. That said, a Bathsheba Thayer did indeed live. She was born in 1812 in Rhode Island. Um, and when she was a young woman, she had a child, a young child in her care. It was like a baby. Um, it's uncertain whether it was her own or the child of a friend that died when she was looking after it. Hmm. And when they examined the baby's body, it was found that a needle had been stabbed into the back of its skull, causing Ooh. death, which is kind of ghoulish. Uh, a needle? That not a very efficient way to kill anybody. No, it doesn't, does it? Either way, she was charged with manslaughter, but because there was a lack of evidence, the case was dropped. However... She was sort of like found guilty in the court of public opinion. Yeah, she was apparently a very beautiful woman, and rumors just like whipped right up that she had sacrificed the baby as an offering to the devil for eternal beauty. Hmm. So she. Something the Towns bunch of dicks. Yeah, what like the fuck, Rhode of, Island? <laughs> like some
1: kind of accident happened, and then they're like, "Oh well, we're jealous of her. Let's yeah, make some kind let's of let's destroy her."
0: Yes, pretty much. That's exactly how it's how it's recounted. Um, so she lives in solitude. Eventually, marries. She has three kids, none of which survive past the age of four, apparently. Hmm. And when she dies in 1885, the coroner apparently makes a note in his report stating that he had never seen anything like it and that her body had turned to stone. Hmm. Or it was as if her body had turned to stone.
1: I have never examined a body long enough after they died to experience (laughs) rigor mortis.
0: Yeah. He's like, this is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So this spirit sort of had her favorites she loved to torture carolyn the mother but also loved to tease mr perrin Hmm. so during their time in the house equipment in the home frequently broke and roger the father another roger Hmm. dad that's funny would take the broken machinery down to the cellar to repair and while working he often felt bathsheba touching him (laughs) Gently caressing his neck or running her hands down his backside. Oh my. But meanwhile, <laughs> she would fuck with Carolyn's shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and a 1977 article in the local Providence Journal reported on her appearance. Mrs. Perrin said that she awoke before dawn one morning to find an apparition by her bed. The head of an old woman hanging off to one side over an old gray dress. There was a voice reverberating, get out, get out, I'll drive you out with death and doom. Sounds better than the, uh, what is it, rotted beehive or whatever? Yeah, she's like, (laughs) guys, guys, guys. She's got an old lady's face. (laughs) (laughs) She would be pinched and slapped or have objects thrown at her. Death and doom, sounds like. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But as time progressed, the attacks grew worse. Okay. And in one instance... Yeah, <laughs> Carolyn was lying on the couch when she felt a sharp pain in the calf of her leg. When she examined her leg, she finds a or found a large bleeding puncture wound that looked uh, quote as if a large sewing needle had impaled her skin. Ooh. Later, after threats failed to motivate Carolyn to leave, Bathsheba took a different tack and attempted to invade Carolyn from within. So this is where we're getting into the possession oh, angle. Oh boy. So it's at this point. Um, with Carolyn believing that she had been possessed. <laughs> Just like <this. laughs> um, That they call in the Warrens. Mm. They had actually heard of the Warrens after one of their many public speaking engagements. Mm. And pleaded with them to save Carolyn. By this time, it was believed that Bathsheba had physically possessed Carolyn. And Ed Warren was sort of in agreement with this. He's like, Yeah, that bitch. Yep. Yeah, she's possessed. <laughs> Andrea Perrin recounts the night. The night I saw my mother die was the most terrifying night of all. Ah. She spoke in a voice we had never heard before, and a power not of this world threw her twenty feet into another room. Whoa. So unfortunately, that's where the recorded story of the Perrin family's haunting ends. Mm. By all accounts, the Warrens were not successful (laughs) in ridding the parent family of their haunting. Um, If anything, they seemingly made it worse, and the situation spun out of control. Roger Perrin demanded that the Warrens leave the premises immediately at the end of this attempt. Good. So. Out of
1: your life forever. Get get those.
0: Get ye out. Parents soon learned that every occupant with the exception of a local minister and his family of the Arnold estate had reported supernatural phenomena on the homestead. Um, in fact, the owner just prior to the parents had hired, this is the person who was like, keep them lights on friends. Mm. They had hired a contractor to renovate the house and the contractor basically suddenly stopped his work and fled. Wow. Ran away screaming <laughs> and left behind the tool, his tools in his car. Oh man. And the home itself sat vacant for several years before the parents um, purchased it. Suckers! Yeah, exactly. They got punked. Apparently, they were sort of stuck there for ten years. Wow! Ultimately, before they could time. sort of buy their way out, I think just because of financial constraints. Oh, that
1: makes sense, especially with a place that big and stuff with all that. Yeah, that, that, that
0: bad reputation work. as well. Oh yeah, how are you going to sell it? They do eventually move out, and they move to Georgia.
1: I like the idea that everyone who lived there reported that there were ghosts there, and it also seemed like everyone who lived there decided to kill themselves there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) seriously. You can't beat them, join them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, some sort of after story notes. Um, It has been noted that the paranormal activity in the parent home centered on Carolyn's bedroom and the study room located directly below it. Interestingly, below the study, located in the cellar of the home, is an old well, Hmm. Water apparently was often used by the spirits to mess with the family, uh, such as toilets flushing on their own, washers turning on, faucets running. I was picturing are just like flicking water on them. Uh, Yeah. Get it out of my face. It's (laughs) in my eyes. Um, And so they were wondering, you know, there's an open question basically whether there's any kind of violent history associated with the well itself. Mm. And just further evidence Bathsheba was a real person. There is the grave site is located in downtown Harrisville and um though the headstone is broken you can find the site yourself well how about that right so Andrea Perrin's book um House of Darkness House of Light I've heard of that one she actually now tours the country giving lectures on her experiences hmm. and yeah again she and the rest of her family have been met with tons of criticism regarding the accounts yeah naturally um but she holds firm to the fact that they were valid or at least to her opinion that they were valid and then there's also the in that same vein the current owners oh um norma sutcliffe who purchased the home in 1983 um initially and still lives there now yes as far as i know Hmm. um must not be that bad yeah, well that's kind of the thing. She she initially corroborated some of these experiences. It wasn't nearly as bad by the sounds of it. But she as well as other of her guests have reported, you know, door banging, uh strange footsteps, vibrating furniture, things like this. That could be nice. And we're not just talking um Brookstone purchases either. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, it could be nice, right? I'd be like, Oh, this is actually pretty good. Keep it up, Ghost. They also have claimed to have witnessed a glowing blue light, quote, shoot across the bedroom, fog floating through the rooms of the home, which sounds kind of like the Brock story a little bit, and vibrations in the walls so intense that they felt the house was going to come apart. Wow. Furthermore, visitors to the home have independently reported seeing an elderly woman with hair in a bun moving silently throughout the house.
1: (laughs) I to believe that's also Bathsheba. Yeah. I mean, each, de- uh, each description of her gets a little bit milder until eventually she's just a person.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she's like an attractive young woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, you guys seen Bathsheba yet? But that said, Norma has more recently changed her tune hmm. and is almost on a warpath now, discouraging folks from buying too much into the parents' tales. Okay. This is in part due to the fact that her property has been straight up slammed by nerds like you and myself, <laughs> who want to do some trespassing. Mm. to investigate the veracity of these accounts. Um, she's apparently even suing Warner Bros. over the issues incited by The Conjuring movie. So it's really The Conjuring movie itself that has like that makes sense. put this place on the map again. There are a lot of
1: times, especially with horror movies, where they'll they'll refer to certain locations and it won't change the actual physical address or whatever for uh-huh. the movie. Yeah, right. Then people actually start showing up there. That happens at the Camp Crystal Lake for all of the um, Friday the 13th movies. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. People keep bothering And it's an actual summer camp that that is run, so people just keep showing up like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get murdered here with a machete. Just go away. We're trying to have the kids here. Like, come on.
0: Right. So that's very much been her issue. Damn. There is an hour-long YouTube that she put together to try to dispel the concept that the place is haunted. Like, basically, she's just like, it's fucking not haunted, guys. It's not bad at all. And she tries to discredit the historical factoid. So I haven't been able to find much on it mm-hmm. myself, but I would suspect with good you know confidence that most of those suicide and murder reports are just straight fabrications
1: there's so many i mean especially with like, it's crazy enough, going far enough back into history like say oh yeah it's back before people would recorded all that stuff in, like a family homestead or whatever they wouldn't not every death would be recorded so we could just you know inflate those numbers a bunch and no one would know the
0: difference exactly
1: yeah because it's a frankly absurd number of, of it's so so
0: much i mean i don't mean to you know maybe they're doesn't mean there couldn't have been but I'm sure
1: there were some it seems like you know I don't think they would all be made up it'd be crazy to make up that many of them yeah right but the kind of again knowing that the Warrens are involved I immediately am suspect of just the whole story you know exactly And it's like I I previously brought up when we talked about them with the Annabelle doll I brought up the idea of the um, haunting in Connecticut story and when they wanted to have a book written up about, about that particular case they hired a horror writer to write the book and he was like, okay, this is weird. I usually just write, you know, novels and stuff, but I can try and write the story of this account of stuff that happened. Right. And he was trying to get all the facts to make sure he got it, like, accurate. And like, no, no, no. We want you to write the scary story. And I was like, yeah, but, like, what exactly happened? I want to make sure I get it right. And he's like, no, like, we hired you to tell the story, like, so, to make the scary story. And when he tried oh, to, man. when he tried to actually, um, like, question the going, you know, some of the stuff that, this family is saying sounds like they're not getting like, the stories they're not all telling the same story it sounds like they don't have their story straight like, Is there something that you like it seemed like the Warrens had given like decided on a story and the family was trying to follow that story but they weren't all you know they weren't staying with it and stuff and so um right
0: right when went off script kind of
1: yeah so when the guys started to dig deeper the Warrens got pissed and like um ed started threatening him and stuff and so uh yeah they're terrible people so he made sure he, <laughs> he stuck to his story of like the scary scariest version of things and one of the things they had done was said okay you know this place mm. used to be a funeral home before it became a house uh-huh. um, let's let's add in some stories of like there was some weird like necrophilia stuff happening and so that could kind mm-hmm. of add to like that's why the spirits are disturbed now that's all well and good if you want to make up stories to make things sound creepier fine yeah right it's still a shitty thing to do in this case it was a family run like funeral home and like the community knew those people and stuff that's and so, so- yeah so then it was like people who who had had family members like prepared at that funeral home were freaking out like oh god did this stuff happen there right and it's like guys don't fuck with actual people's lives like that yeah that sucks that's the kind of reason why i am so against the warrants and also the kind of the 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 ways they decide to embellish their stories are that kind of stuff just seems so suspicious
0: yeah it's true like
1: oh they'll make up something about a property so they make up yes okay they um this is a mortuary okay then people fucked the dead bodies um, let's say like, um, <laughs> something salacious to just yeah. like oh, this titillate was, their audience or they, if they found out that there was at least one suicide in this house um, in Rhode Island and they said okay well there were 50 hundreds more
0: hundreds <laughs> of them <laughs> <laughs> everyone in you the entire US died in this house you couldn't find a spot on a raft or a tree branch by the time <laughs> Got around to this house, <laughs> to tell you what, made of bones. So yeah, it's there. You have
1: it. In conclusion, don't go see Insidious, whatever the hell it's called, the Final
0: Key or something. Final Countdown, yeah, Final Countdown.
1: In conclusion, don't go see Insidious, the Final Countdown.
0: <laughs> but maybe see The Conjuring with what's his name? Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson.
1: And imagine his character as being a total fucking dick.
0: Yeah, exactly. And not like a hero. I'd probably, they'd probably make him a hero. Absolutely. Both of them. Oh, yeah.
1: So that's our uh, our little uh, journey into some family hauntings for this week. Yes, indeed. Um, oh. Unfortunately, the best conclusion we can come up with is that we don't really believe yeah. stuff. But what <laughs> it's we a want, rough topic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the most fun stories to tell, but the hardest ones to really wrap our minds around. Like, yeah. especially with that one where there's so much stuff going on like how it
0: seems like the many many different things and the fact too that like so often these things happen with kids yes i feel like one's imagination when young is so willing to buy into oh i did see something yeah oh there is something there and if you just have a echo chamber of that going on I mean, I think it's really telling that the kids, when they hear their low growl in your story, mm-hmm. the parents run home to say what it was. Right. You know, it could have been any number of things, and they're like, yeah. like, we'll wait outside."
1: You so know, like you know, three of them were teenagers by that by that oh. point, but like <laughs> stupid teenagers. Yeah, but still, like they uh, they had already had years of being freaked out by the house to you're so primed. Prepare them for if it's a weird rumble. It's, right, It is weird in that case where it's a one-story house with... I mean, they have an attic, but, like, no basement.
0: Yeah, that's... The sound oh, that's coming true, from? that's true. So, that is pretty creepy.
1: But, yeah, in general, with stories like this, it seems like there's... Something creepy does happen. Right. And from there, if you have to live in a space where creepy stuff is happening, your mind is going to go into weirder and weirder places as time goes on. Right. So even if something just something strange is happening that you can't explain, even if it's not paranormal it's gonna get more and more freaky to you as time goes on
0: right it's the kind of thing too these different of occurrences in these homes they sound so frightening and yet i feel like they're so almost boilerplate for these kinds of occurrences and yet yeah. they all seem to occur at a period when people can't record them can't yeah. Somehow document them in any other way than word of mouth or like pen to paper.
1: We have these paranormal activity movies where it's like, Oh yeah, if we were to document all this stuff happening on a camera, it's like, well, people aren't actually finding that if they try that, so it's like not happening. Yeah, it's a weird know.
0: thing. I mean maybe there's some dynamic there where <laughs> spirits are just really camera shy and they yeah. don't wanna <laughs> demonstrate their abilities in that way. But
1: God, I want it to be special when I do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was just for you. <laughs> <laughs> those pinches and slaps and the water going down the sink that was all for you guys (laughs) so yeah i mean maybe you know we
1: don't know for certain maybe josts are real maybe there is stuff like this happening but Mm -hmm. it's just it just is so so far-fetched it seems
0: like it's tricky for our experiences having said that i would be extremely happy to hear Listener ghost stories Oh yeah If any We're not of you guys do, that's
1: the thing. We don't want to shit on stories yeah, yeah, I will yeah. shit on anything The, <laughs> the Warrens Involving stuff. the Warrens yes. Yeah, <laughs> I think I made that clear But again like I said with my story too I want to believe what everyone says
0: happened to them oh totally but we
1: also want to try and understand okay what could it be
0: if nothing right. else
1: maybe offer you some peace of mind like, that it wasn't something as scary as it seemed I mean, like I don't know
0: exactly yeah but it's it is it really does boil down to like it's just really hard to prove this yeah but again doesn't mean that it didn't happen to these people it doesn't mean that they didn't have some experience that was later embellished but was initially completely mis- mysterious and yeah
1: and if you had an experience of your own you'd like to share and have us talk about please feel free do. To to contact at superduperstitious.com or message us on the facebook page yes, we will respond within
0: a few hours yeah <laughs> And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you guys very much. We'll and catch you next week. Hopefully, we'll be out of this thing we're in now. Back, dude. I actually can't wait to have more of the uh, the green stew. You got okay before next week. Try the gray. I will try the gray, and I'll okay. try a little bit of the green. We'll see. We'll see. we we'll we'll Might even do a swirly.
1: Ask <laughs> 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 for half and half. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but all right. Well, hope to see you guys next week. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.